Episode 286 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my uh, octagonal co-hosts, Peter and Jake. <laughs> Coming at you uh, from eight different sides. Eight and eight stunning <laughs> angles. We found an octagon. Why that became a meme, I'll never know. Because Jack uh, this Black's week. life is a meme. We've got a not-so-special one. It's a rather mundane episode of the cast. Um, it's the <laughs> first to, cousin once-removed edition of the cast. Uh, did your mom have a cousin? That's who he is. Now, I have a, a, a picture of the cousin's chart saved on my phone because I'm at least on my dad's side of the family. So, like, uh, you got one of those, like, Icelandic confusing. apps? Gotta make um, sure that well, you're not... Uh... It's, just, it's just an... A, uh, a chart that explains like this person's relation to you and what they're called because like you know i for instance my uncle ernest is my uncle by marriage he married my mom's sister but he was also my grandfather's on my dad's side my grandfather's first cousin so he's like my third cousin um oh, oh. and shit like that on on my dad's side of the family, people who are my cousins that I've met like twice in my entire life, and I'm like, so how does that relation work again? It's the the same. How much space money balls. do you owe me when you die? What does that make us? Absolutely. Am I in nothing. the will? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I will always look up like what my cousins are to me because I will I'll never remember. But that's uh, does your mother have a cousin? That's who it is. That's how I'm going to remember it from now on for removal. Yep. Or your father, I guess. And then either your parents is is like if your cousin has a kid, does that? That's the same thing. Yep. It oh, goes it's, both that's ways. removed. Oh, OK. Yeah, What's second cousin then? So a so, second cousin would be the, the child of your first cousin once removed. Yeah. Yeah. So like your your second cousin is if your if your mommy had a sister and that sister had a kid, that's not your cousin. That's your second cousin. So so you have your grandparent, right? And their siblings, so your great aunt or uncle, their child is your first cousin once removed. The child of that person would be your second cousin. Mm. According to this chart I'm looking at right now. Okay, I I get that sort of clears things up. I don't even. So know. it's a, it's a generational thing, I guess. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So my first cousin, their kid, would be my second first cousin once removed. First cousin once removed. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call her niece because I'm close. Yes. I do that too. <laughs> We're just gonna just, lie. I'm like LJ is my nephew. Sure. Now, <laughs> if you're if you're from uh, from Asia, it goes the other way, where everyone's just your uncle and your auntie. Yeah. <laughs> well, like is he a random person that 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 met your family one time? It's uncle. 
It's, yeah. it's your uncle. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, do you not have, like, like my Aunt Jill is not my aunt. Oh, yes. She's just a close friend oh, of my mother. I've mm. never had that. I've never had an aunt or uncle that wasn't actually my aunt or uncle. Mm. If you don't, like, it's it may be part of the the you know, the human experience. I, I think that you might be missing out there, Jake, is having someone who yeah. otherwise would qualify as a random vagrant being part of your family. <laughs> I love that um, well, no, he'll have that when he has kids. Well, I mean, oh. you and I will be uncles <laughs> uncle to Kurt his yeah. children. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We can, we can do that. Uh, I expect what, cards. I mean, what are you gonna? What are you? Th- what the fuck are you gonna? I expect cards. <laughs> call us. Oh, this is my, okay. this is my random adult friend. Here. And I meant business Although, cards from you guys to my children. Like, make sure that they know. Like, oh, they're gonna have sure. my my card. Yeah, yeah. If yep. ever you get like a Lord, my Lord remember number. Lord? You you can put Lord now. Is that Christmas? Lord. Laird. <laughs> Laird, 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 Kurt, and Peter. That's. They have to call me that. They're not going to call me Uncle Pete. Yeah, I have to be yeah. Lord Laird Pete. <laughs> and they're going to get that confused and think I my first name is Laird. I one square foot of the Scottish Highlands, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I'm ruler shit. of the North and leader of its peoples. <laughs> and of course, as always, we're coming at you live from a ye old speakeasy where we're going to have... Uh, crazy drinks made and they're gonna maybe smoke it for us or light it on fire or have space boy bring us a radioactive olive to put in there and it's gonna be a whole fun thing the drinks are gonna be 20 bucks a pop and uh we're gonna love paying mm-hmm. for it and you'll get hit by cosmic rays <laughs> yeah like the fantastic four i which superpower oh, will you get <laughs> fucking i had the i was out two weeks ago it was that Jokes night on you it's cancer <laughs> yep <laughs> my superpower um, is melanoma <laughs> Ooh, melons uh yeah they remind so you remember that night i was out with, with my buddy right um i remember town. telling me that you did that yeah yeah <laughs> i was not um, there i was i realized that i got either i was too drunk to understand what people were saying or i got gypped incredibly because i believe at one point uh, I was charged fifteen dollars for a vodka crayon that I believe was half ice. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's 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 the standard bartender business model. Mm-hmm. I was I was very sad because I was like I can't dispute this. Maybe in I your drunken, I can't string a sentence together. Maybe in your drunken stupor, you were like, "Put the top shelf vodka in there. I want the best." I, I can see Peter Peter knowing having experienced drunk Peter. On a number of uncomfortable occasions, I would say that that is very much within the realm of possibility. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great, Goose. Fuck that shit. Put it in the fucking thing. Put it, break out the get the secret sauce. You know the stuff you keep on your. What do you mean you don't have platinum seven X? I know they the champagne of beers. Show me the Herkimer diamonds. Was it distilled with Herkimer diamonds? Did you filter this for Dan Aykroyd? I'm not paying $15 unless it came out his ass. Show me the bottle. I want it to be the shape of skull of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Do you think when Dan Aykroyd dies, his skull will be filled with Crystal Head Vodka and auctioned off? <laughs> if it's not I in his wheel, I, I'm, I'm sad. Dan Aykroyd needs to at least pickle his head. Like, it needs to be in a jar. 
in a canopic if we, jar. If we if we have to if we have to test the Futurama head technology, Dan Aykroyd is patient zero, hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. What can I take? Just like straight oxygenated blood flow right to the right to the mm-hmm. dome and more like neurons. Straight, straight vodka, uh, like in a vodka martini. And much like Jan- the contents of Dan Aykroyd's head, it's shaken, not stirred. Now, was that drink ordered in this? I did. Or no. Did I miss it? It was not. Is, I don't think he is... drank alcohol in this. He was at a bar at one point. He had champagne. Okay. He had. Okay. Yes. He had like a thing. Okay. Wow. Maybe that'll be on the movie um, trivia. So this is we watched not No Time to Die or whatever the new so, one is. We watched Some Time to Die. We watched Octopussy, which uh, Peter submitted as the worst Bond film. It's definitely not the worst Bond film. It's not even the worst one I've seen, and counting no. this one I've seen. I think it's like four. either For Your Eyes Only or On Her Majesty's Secret Service is probably the actual worst people, one. People like On Her Majesty's Secret okay. Service. The one I, I hear brought up a lot as the worst is the last Pierce Brosnan one. Dr. No? Um... Uh, hold on, I'm gonna Google this. Um, worst Bond movie. Moonraker. I don't know anything about Bond movies, which is why I, like this I is said, hilarious. I've seen four of them. Yeah, I know very um, little. Counting as well. this one, so Die Another Day. That's that was the last Pier- Pierce Brosnan one. That one's pretty universally reviled. Uh, License to Kill on on this vulture list. So Quantum of Solace is the worst one I've seen. Uh, that one was really bad. Um. This was nowhere Why near that bad. Why does this series have so many bad ones? But people are like, yeah, we gotta watch the next Bond. Well, movie. So here's the thing about James Bond movies is that most of them are pretty bad. <laughs> like there are very few legitimately great James Bond movies, but they always deliver in like one or two aspects that are just like enough of cinema spectacle that the series has persisted for a long time. Uh, Octopussy is ranked 12th on this list. And it wasn't bad. I actually, you know what? I really like Roger Moore as James Bond because I'm not a uh, Bond guy. I cut my teeth in espionage movies with Austin Powers. Mm -hmm. So the 60s Batman style uh, portrayal of James Bond of the Roger Moore era is right up my alley. Um, One of the things I hated about Quantum of Solace is how serious it took itself. Uh, but you had a lot of levity in this film, and I liked the the wry wit of uh, the Roger Moore James Bond. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a a perfectly serviceable, a little too long, like most Bond films. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was a pretty entertaining. Yeah, I was surprised at the length. I was like, hours. "Oh, damn! They're they're really stretching this." Cause Two I, plus hours. At a certain point, I was like, "Oh wow, this must be nearing like the end." And then all of a sudden, yeah. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> was like when the did the, of the Russians movie. come in?" <laughs> we haven't circled like, around in that plot. Like when he gets onto the the island, you know, like okay, this is it. This is the climax. Yeah. But it's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's another like hour left, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe not then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll talk more about this at the appropriate time in the venture. But it's certainly, uh, I found it entertaining. Um, yes, that's the word. Is entertaining for me. Yeah. Correct. Um. But. 
You know, it's also entertaining. Newer movies to talk about yes. in our trailer roundup segment we call Trey Watch because Peter named it that on the first time we did it, and I was too tired to fight him on it. Um, so <laughs> that's how you get that's, persistent. That's how you two hundred eighty six shows. <laughs> um, so Uncharted. We'll start with that one. Um, people are excited about it. It's got a positive like to dislike ratio. I thought this looked bad. I thought this looked like the fucking um oh my god. Not Jennifer Gardner. Who's the other one? Angelina Jolie. Two murder movies. Um mm. wait, and, were, were uh, there other two murder movies? Yeah, there was the uh the one that came out recently. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they did. Oh, wait. like the last couple of years or so. Um, this looked really silly, like that. None of the actors looked like they were the best choice for their role. Um, I remember Nathan Fillion was rumored to be Nathan Drake, and I thought he would have been really good, but they went with Tom Holland instead. Uh, Tom Holland looks like he's twelve, which does not really match with nathan drake too well yeah, uh i was gonna say i thought nathan drake was like he's like in his 30s like, yeah middle-aged like this is uh an early 20s nathan drake um which maybe that's what they're going for because chloe's in this movie and she didn't show up until the second game but there was a history that uh she and nathan drake had before so this might be set before the first Uncharted Games events. Sure. Um, so maybe it's a prequel, and it's a young Nathan Drake. Still don't like the casting. Um, like, Tom Holland is a serviceable actor in the right role, but I don't really see him as, like, the leading man, devilish rogue type, you know? And Tom Holland is 48.7 percent alcohol by followers. volume <laughs> i thought that was his height for a second <laughs> uh, tom holland i i got i would guess he's, he's i think he's five nine he's that would be my guess 25 years old <laughs> i was looking for age uh i actually don't have his uh his height they're stats. starting him young now <laughs> on, on me right now uh yeah he doesn't really look that that tall yeah, say My maybe, guess would be five nine. Yeah, he's probably around that that height. Uh, but twenty five. So I'm wondering if this series has legs to go the distance, and maybe uh, maybe he's five seven. Oh wow. Maybe he'll go on to doing like a series of Uncharted movies that, that will inevitably bring Peter. him up, maybe to age, and I I don't know like. What is I don't know. I think he's just a guy who has a baby face. I think he has a perma baby face. Like when I was twenty five, I looked like I do now. <laughs> and I look like four thirty five. <laughs> no one can guess my age. Okay, Tom Holland so needs some scruff. I think he needs some scruff on him and uh he needs to do some bulking. I uh, I just don't he doesn't have the like debonair i guess he doesn't have that quality you don't got the sass 
that you expect from a Nathan Drake. Like, you know, think a young Shatner or a young Bruce Campbell. Like, you need that kind yeah. of smarmy suaveness to you to pull off a Nathan Drake. So Which is why he... Nathan Fillion would have, or Chris Pine would have been perfect for the role because they've both demonstrated to have that quality in spades. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, I have posted a deep fake of Nathan Fillion plastered over the body of Nathan Drake. Like, just watch. Just watch Firefly. He pretty much already played Nathan Drake in that show. Yeah, here's a side by side for reference, which I thought was yeah. Like I remember when they were talking about that, and I was like, yes, Nathan Fillion would be perfect to play. Oh wait, Nathan Drake. That's actually a mod. Sorry, that's a mod for <laughs> Uncharted Four. <laughs> that's Nathan Fillion uh, deep faked into Uncharted Four. Uh, but I it's believe. a pretty, it's a pretty fucking. Let me make sure I have my my so, thing uh, up here. Kurt, what what you're saying here? If I can sum this up in, I think rather comedic fashion, uh, by my own okay. metrics, uh, is uh, uh, Tom Holland in this role is less Nathan Drake and more uh, Nathan Cake, because he's soft and sweet. I was like, his butt's not that big. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that is also where my head went, largely because of Jake. But got cake on the mind or something? Because I know I do. Only by the ocean. Um, also, Mark Wahlberg, uh, playing Mark Wahlberg and not Sully. Um, be yourself, dude. Just. You should he get Tom Hanks buy. to be uh, Sully, because he was Sully he, in that other movie. You know, no, honestly, honest to God, Tom Hanks would have worked probably better um, as, you know, some comedic levity. Uh, but he, t- Mark Wahlberg didn't even bother to grow a mustache <laughs> or dye his hair gray. I, I guarantee you that when he was like, I ain't dyeing my hair, I don't want to look old. Mark, you're in your 50s. I don't want to look old. <laughs> Pow. It's you in my can either contract. not look old, be old, or you can play it. You can you can play roles in Michael Bay's dad dad action movies, where you're a U.S. Navy SEAL man. You're a, you're a human SEAL who's a father of fifty football he is, players. He is fifty years old. It's actually a little younger than. I Prettier than the B. Um, the woman they have playing Chloe looks uh, Sophia Ali. Uh, looks the most like her video game counterpart, but still not really quite. Chloe in the game had cake. Uh, she does not have <laughs> the same amount of cake. Um. So th- some people have already been uh, picking apart the trailer a little bit. Um, it does seem to be a prequel, but however, the a lot of set pieces seem to be ripped from other parts of uh, Uncharted games. I so, noticed a couple that were in Uncharted Three. Yep, and they said the big um, plane set piece is ripped right from uh, Uncharted Three: Drake's Deception. Um, and there seems to be a couple other pieces as well. Um, there was a there was one that looked like it was maybe from the first game. I hope it tries to be its own thing. Just using the concept of Uncharted as 
the building blocks to create a movie to stand alone and then maybe move into the Uncharted games. See, the thing about the Uncharted games is they're very, like, cinematic in their nature. Mm. The way they play out, like, you can remove player input from them almost entirely, and it would still be an entertaining experience. So it's one of those games like Metal Gear. I don't know why they still haven't made a Metal Gear movie, because it's pretty much a fucking cutscene with random bouts of gameplay interspaced in yeah i was gonna say like it would be a three four hour movie i'm thinking that would be even squeezing it for metal gear but i almost want to see that no because like a metal gear speed run is quick um like i'm talking metal gear solid one like shadow moses island you could do that in a two-hour movie no problem Mm -hmm. oh okay because i was i was thinking metal gear uh three where that was just a bond movie (laughs) Well, I was going to say, you can just okay. look up Snake on YouTube. Eater. I was going to say, you can look That's up on a YouTube. That's theme right there. Just the cutscene compilations, you probably have something similar. Right yeah, there. like, I mean, so. the, the ending of Metal Gear Solid 4 is literally a 90-minute cutscene. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And I started Metal Gear Solid 5, and there was very little gameplay in the intro segment. I'm like, I just want to play the game, please. <laughs> So yeah, well, I, my one concern with this that I feel might happen is that for Uncharted fans, this might just be like a bunch of nods to the games, and that's it. And we that's might be if, what it is. So so like like I I, I was trying to to get at here. I mean, I played I've played um, through in, in their entirety the first two Uncharted games, and um, you know, not exactly my cup of tea. So I didn't play through all of uncharted 3 but i i was around when it came out and i i know some of the highlights of it um and this looks like it's like i said it's, it looks like the angelina jolie tomb raider movies which paid a little bit of lip service to the games but did something entirely different which isn't necessarily a bad way to go, but <laughs> in in my head, different though. isn't always better. Mm-hmm. It's not always worse either. Like you can make a change as long as it works better. But from the trailer here, it just really feels like a soulless cash grab on an IP. I um, and I I love the character Nathan Drake. Like the gameplay loop wasn't my thing, but I I really like the stories of the game. Except when they interject pointless supernatural bullshit into there. Um, Come but, on, that's the best part. It's my favorite <laughs> part of Tomb Raider. Which, I didn't like to, I said, <laughs> I, I did actually I didn't say it at all. Um, but we were talking about Tomb Raider, and to me though, um. Tomb Raider in my mind, from when I watched it as a kid, I still have that memory of it. And it, it to me, that's like the epitome of the treasure hunt adventure movie. It's fucking the Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I mean, they weren't the worst movies. They weren't good by they any were, stretch of the imagination. But They, they were, were very 2000s. They were competent 2000s. They're like in the mold of Triple X, right? Triple mm-hmm. X is not a movie that's gonna win any awards, but it's it's a it's a perfectly fine turn your brain off action movie, um, which 
wouldn't be a bad thing, but this doesn't really feel like it's an Uncharted movie. This feels like a, a movie that they tried to slap the Uncharted IP onto to make it sell better. That's my two cents. I mean, I'll I'll probably watch it when I when I can get my hands on it on on demand. I don't think I'll run out to the theater to see it. And I'll make a, a judgment about it then. Like I, I'm I'm not optimistic that's gonna be very good, but I could be wrong. And you know, I'd like it to, to succeed. But uh the track record of video game movies is not great. Um mm. You got Sonic, and then you've got everything else. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember the last video game movie other than Sonic that actually... Peak Detective Pikachu? Come on. I Why guess, but that was a weird situation where the movie was already in development when the game came out. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Um... So that I think that's more like a movie tie-in game than the other way around. <laughs> the way I view it's based it. Based on Pokemon. Uh, another trailer for Belfast um, showed most of the same stuff. Used the same song. Uh, you know that's that's a real uh, corporate wants you to spot the difference between these two pictures. It's the same picture moment for me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it looks good. I'm I'm excited for this this movie. I think it's gonna be um, a a important movie. I feel because there's not a lot of knowledge of the strife knowledge. and trouble uh, <laughs> that went on in Northern Ireland, and is still to this day. To, fortunately, to a lesser extent, but still to this day is going on in Northern Ireland. Um, that a lot of people don't really know anything about. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an important movie uh, to kind of get that awareness up, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. Now, Kurt, I have a question for you. What's that? Where do you think this ranks on the cool social... Where do you think this will rank on the cool social studies teacher will show a movie in class index? Um, Between... Forrest Gump and Gangs of New York. Malcolm X wasn't on there? Or was Malcolm oh, X? Not, no. I'm sorry. Um, what was that? The thing on FX? That wasn't Malcolm X. Enemy at the be. Gates was another hmm. movie I saw in Social Studies. Kingdom of God. We saw that one. <laughs> uh, fucking, I didn't, I never watched uh, Amistad. I, I always cracked up because I was I'm a little older for my grade level. Mm-hmm. I was like a year ahead of most of my classmates um, because my birthday's in September. So like the school year would start and then I would turn to the next year and everyone else would be like a few months back. But I, when I took APUS, even though I was 17, I still had to get a signed permission slip to watch a rated R movie in class. I'm like, I... I could buy this movie on DVD right now. <laughs> like, why do I need a permission slip to see it? You'll never I'm watch my old some... man now. It's okay. I'll just American go American the History Blockbuster. X? Huh? Y'all never oh, watched yeah, American Amer- History X? <laughs> I, I have watched it. was on my list. <laughs> and, uh, it was on my list of 100 top movies. No, I mean in, um, in social studies, though. 
no, it's a great one. No, to we did not watch American watching. History. I no, we honestly, were... it is like they really should show that. In they studies. should. I, I feel like there's so much just dumb especially stuff nowadays. Like, yeah, like that's that's all I could think of when I I saw the Charlottesville shit. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers need to see American History. X. Yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all didn't have FX on, on cable as a kid, and it shows. Who was Ed Norton was in that? Yes. Who else was in that? Someone else famous. Ooh, I don't remember. Um, oh, oh, the um, Edward Furlong. That, that was the one. Because uh, Edward Furlong, he's not like did he didn't do a lot of shit, but he was John Connor in Terminator yes. Two. Yeah, so that's why um, he looked familiar. Uh, Ethan Supley as well. He was in a couple. Ed Furlong uh, was the guy I was thinking of. Comedies. Um, yeah, Ed Norton. Why did they Why did they do him dirty? Why did they cut him out as the Hulk? That's for <laughs> you to decide. They found out about American History X, and they're like, yeah. this isn't going to vibe well. We're canceling him. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird. Because, like, I've heard rumors that it was RDJ kind of forced him out because he didn't want, like, anyone more famous than him in the MCU. <laughs> but I don't know how much I believe that. Um, yeah. um, speaking of superheroes, though. Are we talking yeah. about this now? Yeah, we'll just do it now. That's about where it where it a needs to lot be. of people in the comments section of this are like, "This is an awesome trailer," and like, do you? Okay, I see you shaking your head, so I'm not alone. I felt like I was taking crazy pills. I'm like, am I just predispositioned to hate this movie because I thought this trailer looked awful? Yeah, it's I don't just look that bad. I don't think it was anything like I, I'm. I guess I'm taking the middle ground. I I'm. Didn't really think it was like, oh my god, like Pog, dude, have to go see this. I thought it was an interesting take. I, I think this is something that a trailer isn't gonna sell well. I hate his Batman voice. I didn't think I could see a Batmobile design that I would dislike as much as the the tank from Christopher Nolan's trilogy, but this station wagon with a lift kit kind of took the cake <laughs> there um and he just the fight scenes they show he looks so slow yeah i feel like they they just saw the the aesthetic elements from um the later christopher nolan stuff and then also from batman v superman is like that's our target right there and they, they took a, they lifted a lot from the movie. So there's like, they do a, a clear homage to the Dark Knight interrogation scene with the Joker. They do a clear homage to uh, the Dark Knight scene where he's in the nightclub to meet with uh, the Falcone guy. Um, they do a clear homage to the Dark Knight Rises scene with Catwoman in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Here's my Here's my ultimate indictment on this movie. They will put in the killing of the Waynes. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's so ingrained, everyone's seen it at this point. This feels like the kind of movie that would have the need to re-illustrate that. So I would like 
what I thought this was going to be, I thought this was going to be like an adaptation of, and it still kind of looks like it might be, even though Riddler came along much later, a loose adaptation of Batman Year One, because it's clearly a younger, less experienced Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just something about it doesn't feel right to me. Um, actually, quite a few things about it don't feel right to me. And you know, I I wanted to give this movie the benefit of the doubt here, but a lot of my reservations about the casting and the writing are kind of not being assuaged by this trailer. First, Robert Pattinson has his fans. I've never been too impressed with him, um, especially in an action role. He was in Tenet, and he didn't really kind of fit into that role, in my opinion. Um, And to buy him as Batman, like the king of the action hero is 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 is, is, is it's a bridge too far and they the, what they showed in the trailer the fight scene like everyone who's been a, a fan of this show our show for a while knows that I am a uh, I'm a fight scene aficionado I am a I'm mm-hmm. a black belt myself I know uh, a lot about legitimate fighting and and stage fighting and I have a, a deep appreciation for good fight choreography. I gushed endlessly about Daredevil and all the groundbreaking uh, fight choreography in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, this looks really stiff and really slow, which you could say was a thing with the Nolan Batman films as well. And I didn't really care for that as much. But the thing mm-hmm. about the Nolan Batman films is the action was kind of secondary to everything else in the movie. Right. They were really character-driven movies that had, you know, some Fighting big action in sequences yeah. in the middle. Um, this seems far more action-heavy, and from what they show, the action doesn't look good. Like, I know it's hard to maneuver in the bat suit, but if Tim Burton can make Michael Keaton look like a credible Batman way back in 1989, I expect a little bit better from a movie that's coming out mm-hmm. next year. And yeah. I don't think that's unfair. My, yeah. My big question for this is why was this movie made? Because to me, it doesn't seem like it's aiming for any new ground. It's not trying to cut a new aesthetic. It's not trying to tell a new story. Um, it's not trying to evoke a new emotion or anything like that. To me, this this smacks of holding pattern because uh, yeah, it need... smacks of Amazing Shazam. Spider-Man. Yeah, yep. Because this is this feels like a movie that was made so that they can can keep the rights um, to the Batman IP, which I don't mm-hmm. think they were in any danger of losing. But you know, the DC EU I think is dead. Like I don't think that's a thing anymore because they're. Yeah. What? Wait, what? how does this connect to everything else, Jake? Okay, all right. No, you obviously didn't see anything. You obviously didn't see anything from DC fandom. Then I did not. I did not elaborate on how this connects to the greater DC continuity. 
that they're trying to All establish. All right, well, I'll do yeah, that at the end scoop, of, Jake. of I'll I'll do that at the end of uh my um just take on on this trailer. Uh so I there were one two fight scenes in this trailer. I and one of them was in mostly darkness, so I'm not really I'm going to reserve my judgments until another trailer or I see the movie. Uh come on till I base his fighting off of this i I can't tell if he's gonna be just slow the entire time if it's gonna be choppy or dark whatever um this is being pitched as something that's more darker grittier a more like investigative noir kind of uh, it did kind of strike me there was something about it that kind of would have been an interesting take um as i was watching the trailer i was reminded of seven a little bit and I thought to myself, you know, that would be an interesting take on a Batman movie. Do something kind of like Seven. Um, I think you could do that with a villain like Hush, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, they're that would have been interesting. For, I think they're going for more of like the detective route in this, and I think when it comes to uh, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This <laughs> sounds like the bat and the Batman music will be played with a recorder. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It has to be. There has to be a clip of it. It's hilarious. Um, so I, I'm just thinking they're going to go for a darker route. I honestly am surprised at how much action was in this. I don't think this is going to be as an action-packed movie as we all think, like, compared to, like, the Dark Knight stuff, where there were these thrilling set pieces of action, even though they did show, like, explosions explosions and car chases and everything, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, downtime of where they're going to be discussing or investigating and, and running through it. <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not the theme I was thinking of, but it's... Oh God. I can't. I can't listen. To I can't keep a straight face. To listen to that while I do. So, what? Yeah, and I'll, I will admit, I'm not the biggest fan of Robert Pattinson as as Batman. They did. There was some controversy with this, where uh, he was told multiple times by the studio to tack on a fuck ton of weight. And he was just like, no, that's not my body type. I mean, that's not healthy. He's pretty scrawny to be being Well, yeah, man. he doesn't have, like, the the body that Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, or, I mean, uh, there, who was the, the, fuck, who was the last guy? Uh, uh, Christian Bale. No, not Christian Bale. No, the, the, the oh, Ben guy. Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Batfleck. Um, he tacked on a ton of weight. And same with Christian Bale. Christian Bale tacked on a ton of weight. Christian uh, Bale's a fucking insane movies. dude with his weight. Like he oh. he cut like oh, eighty yeah. pounds in the mechanic. They, they have it like, nailed down dudes, to it. Dude's a fucking maniac. So, it's so that's wild. I I don't I don't get it. It's not healthy. But to like Robert Pattinson's point, it's like this isn't healthy. Like if he is like going to be fluctuating weight like this, does he want to put that onus on him? And I I understand that to a, to a certain extent. Uh, I he understand did the same that thing too, but like, as well. don't cast um, him if he's not the right so, fit for the uh, role. So where this uh, ties into like the DCEU as well. Oh, there we go. Um, so where this ties into the, the DCEU, I guess, is where I'm going to next, is this Batman can exist. 
he can exist, just not connected to anything else. That's okay. And he probably won't be connected to anything else. I don't know why this movie was made. It probably shouldn't really be made, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest. It doesn't okay, need so to exist. you're not really disagreeing with us, but... But it... <laughs> DC European... <laughs> the I'll DC never not EU. see that now. <laughs> oh my god. So, in Fandom, uh, they actually had a, another trailer that uh, we haven't talked about, which was uh, Flash. They had the Flash trailer, and it is bare bones. I mean, there is CG okay. not finished. There are very few scenes that are ready to be shown to the public. Uh, some of the scenes that they did show were involving Barry Allen traveling back in time and near sure. other versions of Barry Allen. Um, so we have okay. multi, we have the multiverse in the DCU, the DC uh, universe as well, which uh, is okay. All right, the Flash movie is basically going to be the Flashpoint paradox. Of course. Well, the Batman that they get, and I don't know if they're going to fucking retcon this or not because it's different in the Flashpoint paradox. Is guess who's showing up as that Batman that they're going back Adam to? Adam West, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and yeah. they showed his cowl and they showed the back of his head and basically the his Batmobile just under a rag, and they've already con- like basically confirmed or had really that's really interesting because in the flashpoint paradox when he goes into the yep. alternate timeline it's um, thomas wayne thomas wayne is, is batman, batman and martha wayne is the joker I... um because bruce gets killed in yep. that timeline he's the one who gets shot um that's interesting I really, I was a big fan when they, back in the days when they were, they were hypothesizing about a potential Batman Beyond movie. Um, I'm a big fan of Batman Beyond. We'll discuss that in thorough detail when 90s winter rolls around. Um, I was, I, was my I, pick. I wanted to segue to this is like, you know, what they should use this to capitalize on. And this is the right time to do it is you should do a Batman Beyond movie and you should get Denny Villeneuve, v- Villeneuve? Dennis, I, I call him Denny Villeneuve. That's, that's not his real name, but um, Denis Villeneuve, um, as, he should be the one to direct it. So everyone can be like, "Oh yeah, he did the Blade Runner. He did the Dune. He can do the Batman Beyond." Don't Dennis yeah. Villeneuve, the filmmaker? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the guy, the director of the new Dune movie. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that, that, but uh, the rumor forever was that Michael Keaton was going to play yeah. old Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. Hmm. Um, and I think that would have been perfect. Uh, and- who you get to play? Terry McGinnis, I don't know. I've heard a lot of things. Like, Timothy Chalamet was the most recent. Uh, why is everybody Timothy Chalamet trending? Like, he's in I, everything. I would have to see it in motion to i'd have to see a screen test before i signed off on that um i don't know who who i would cast as a terry mcginnis um yeah he's he's a little too scrawny i'm looking at his portrait right now he doesn't look like the well well terry wasn't very big either like he was he was a pretty average build kind of guy he was very street tough the suit gave him a lot strength that rivaled 
Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. natural strength. Um, you know, if this were 10 years ago, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have been a perfect Terry McGinnis. Um, but I'm not really up on all the young actors these days, so I'm not sure who I would pick mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. role. Um, no, but... I have no clue. Um, maybe one of the Stranger Things kids when they get older. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, when, he's, when he's 20. <laughs> yeah, maybe Mike or Will. Um, so, yeah, I... The, the one thing that I guess is only concerning me is they are only going PG-13 for this movie, it appears. There's no R rating. Uh, oh, I confirmed. wouldn't expect an R rating on this. I, I mean, it's, I it's Batman. They want to market it to the wider audience. Um, I, I, I would I would be down for an R-rated Batman movie. Like, I'll tell you what, because uh, Batman vs. Superman came out shortly after Deadpool, and Peter and I saw Deadpool together, and one of the things we saw Batman and Superman apart, and one of the things I remarked on when we did our, our episode on Batman versus Superman um, was how much I missed R-rated movies for superhero movies because kids in the theater are awful. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean that's why this kind of felt like the perfect time to do a an R-rating movie for a Batman because it's like, okay, if this isn't going to directly connect into your extended universe, Justice League, whatever you want with Ben Affleck kind of swearing up a storm, uh, you don't want that. I get it. You do a standalone thing, kind of like Joker. You know, Joker was rated R. I think they did that. It was the perfect rating for it. Why not have the opposite side of it where you see the villains doing something similar on an R rating, you know, and then you have Batman reacting like a normal human would where, Oh, Holy shit. You know, and you drop a couple F bombs here and there. Um, yeah, like I can see why, like you're leaving a lot of money on the table with an R rating. Like I understand the financial incentive behind a PG 13 rating, especially with a, a film franchise like Batman, which has been perpetually marketed towards a wider audience. Sure. And it also could have been a, a higher up thing where they're like, <laughs> it brings me around to the Batman wouldn't eat pussy. What? <laughs> He's a superhero. We can't have him doing that. So they might they're have the generous same concept. lovers and superhero. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of on the same same note with this where they don't want even if it's a a uh, a movie off to the side of their normal universe they don't want their star figure to be sullied by an r-rated movie you know where deadpool and deadpool's the the outlier and joker is the uh you know villain and that's for a special a niche group and probably it was cheaper to make jokers logan was rated r too uh yes yes logan was logan logan and joker but logan's weird where it's like i don't really think of that as like a superhero movie because it's uh it's just a character piece which is i mean it's a very unique superhero movie and that's one of the things that made it so great yeah um in that way uh but it is a superhero movie in the sense that there's a, a protagonist that has superpowers and he fights a villain that also has superpowers um, but it's a very character-driven story. Yeah, which you could make the same sort of assessment about the Nolan Batman movies. 
they're very character driven stories. Um, there's not a whole lot of like big CGI crazy fights at the end like you would have at the end of like Wonder Woman. Um, you know, it was a very character driven piece. Yeah. Um, it's just a different way of doing it, and you know, sometimes you need you need the variety. Variety is the spice of life. You can't. And I'm kind of thinking story. that's where this might go as well. Is it might be like a character piece on maybe a little bit of the villain, a little bit of Batman, uh, show him in a different light. I don't know. I I didn't see enough from the trailer. I, but I'm kind of happy about that. Like I, we and we know the Riddler's the the villain in this. Um, yeah, they did a good job of not giving you the whole movie in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I'm not sold on it. That's another. It's another one where I'll, I'll watch it eventually, but I don't think I'm going to go out to the theater to see it. Um, but or at least I wouldn't. I mean, the show has a habit of making me see movies I don't want to see. Um, so yeah, that's that's the Batman. Well, I mean, I'll I'm. I'll still reserve judgment until I see the end product, uh, but I'm not optimistic at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple, couple here to just we can just blow through. Um, being the Ricardos. Uh, yeah, it's a movie about Looks Lucille like a... Ball, and I yeah. love Lucy. Um, cool little biopic. Should be cool. Uh, it's from Aaron Sorkin, who I think uh, was the guy behind Newsroom, which was a uh, a decent sh- show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's done a lot of other stuff, too. Yep. Next, we got The Lost Daughter. Um, I mean this in the best way possible. What, what the fuck happens in this movie? What's happening in this trailer? I did not... I did not know. Uh, a lady wants to have a kid and can't have a kid or lost her kid. I it is. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. Yeah, it's it it's very strange. Um, it has a design. It has they had cameras and they shot some things. It's it's a Netflix movie, so that. Doesn't inspire a lot of confidence for a nuanced story. We're gonna make you watch this then. <laughs> we'll. Uh, I'm the lost daughter because I uh, couldn't find my place. They always say, "Whoa, Black Betty ambulance." Um, Bramble Jam. Another trailer. Uh, ambulance or Amberlance, as some people like to call it. Amber lamp. Uh, Amber lamps is also acceptable. Didn't was kind of confused uh, for the majority of the trailer because ambulance wasn't a big part of the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like it's more the ending. Yeah, this was one of the more egregious. Like, here's the whole movie in the trailer, uh, movie uh, trailers. Um, like, this is literally the plot. Is I need money for my insurance. Okay, let's rob a bank. Oh, the bank job went bad. Let's hit, get in this ambulance, and this is where we're, we have to go to get safe. And he and realizes it's not worth it, and they probably die in a shootout at the end. Also, might I add, From this director was Michael directed Bay. by Michael Bay, and holy 
fuck a moly is this most Michael Bay shit ever? They took probably the most mundane action thing you could think of. Bank heist. Fine. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like, yeah. What's more mundane or what's more you know, infamous than a bank heist or bank robbery or whatever? And he was just like, I'm going to put my Michael Bear, Michael Bear, Michael Bear. My yep. Michael Bear hands on Michael over Bear, it. Michael Bear lens flare. <laughs> Patent pending. Um, that's, that's the and uh, that's the J.J. Abrams. Spinning camera, um, uh, low, low to ground angle shots. I mean, you got it all. This is this is for the Michael Bay fans. Not this not f- a ton of explosions. Not as many explosions as you would expect not from a Michael Bay movie. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the end when we see a car just like hit a curb and just boom up in flames. Like uh, you know, they rear end somebody and it's just boom flames up in the air. The car flips on its end. Uh, they put money. Oh no, there were explosions go to i didn't say there weren't any explosions i just there said was... there were fewer explosions than you would expect from a michael bay movie okay well there must be c4 in this fucking ambulance because this is the most outrageous egregious explosive shit literally i see an ambulance driving through an intersection with cop cars surrounding it it explodes as it goes through and uh yep just cop cars ignite <laughs> what the fuck like scene by scene that for that scene is just so dumb uh, oh these cars ignite. but it's about an ambulance afternoon delight well what else would you expect from the visionary uh, mind that gave us armageddon and the transformers series and of course pearl harbor his romance movie <laughs> From the man who gave you Pearl Harbor, Transformers, no pain, no gain, ambulance, yeah, pain and gain, <laughs> six underground, um, swimming in oh, the Michael Bay. Oh, the first purge. That's interesting. Um, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies that have Megan Fox in them. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a producer on the remake of a nightmare on elm street really interesting so that is uh that's ambulance mm-hmm. um got oh, a yeah. couple uh second trailers and featurettes out here there's, as well there's the feast which uh it's all in welsh and it looks like it's folk horror yeah i passed Ooh. that shit up real quick the spooky nanny <laughs> Um, she's um, gonna get you with, with her Welshy ways. Yeah, I didn't even. There were um, a lot of these I didn't even click on. <laughs> we got this trailer for D- Dangerous. Ooh, it's the most generic title I've ever seen. It came out like a day ago. There's the Lionsgate, and there's Mel Gibson. Oh, we're in the we're in the money now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. It's your Lionsgate action movie with your over-the-hill action star. Yep, he is. Uh, I think Scott it's Lionsgate Eastwood because too. I think it's Lionsgate because it's like you know when you see the pearly gates, just tell them that Lionsgate sent you and that you get a free pass mm-hmm. or some shit. Get into the Lionsgate. Scott oh, Eastwood, man. It yeah, looks this, like this they just... filmed it in various like law offices. I'm sure they did. 
Do you think Lionsgate's <laughs> Mel Gibson much just on... sitting on his chair, taking shots of whiskey? I think this is also just filmed in a like, it just maybe Mel Gibson's like summer home as well. Oh yeah, that like, explains uh, the I... iron bolting doors. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a nice cabin just up by the uh, by the, the lake. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh no! Why is there a nuclear submarine? Why isn't there a nuclear submarine? I was going to say, that's, of course there's got to be At a At least Mel submarine. Gibson, like, he shows you his eyes when he's phoning it in. Like, <laughs> you know, Bruce Willis, he just says, he's like, Bruce Willis. Uh. Mel Gibson's like, I'm phoning it in, guys. I don't give a fuck. He literally phoned it in. Like, all he did in his scenes was sit in a room and talk on the phone. Yeah. I fairly believe he just had a camera at his house that he set up and sent the footage to the director. <laughs> FedEx the, the reels into the editor and was like, have fun, kid. <laughs> Make me look good in post. Uh, that's dangerous. The most genericest movie ever made. I feel like this is the type of movie that we're going to come back to in like five years and be like, let's go watch some like crazy Mel Gibson shit. And this is actually going to be like towards one of the top ones from mm-hmm. Mel Gibson just like says some outlandish shit that was like off script in the. I mean, you have to watch Mel- Ransom so you can watch him shout into them. Give me back my son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm down with all that. Is that? I think, Cause that's... That, that, uh, I think Mel Gibson feels like the new. Uh, um. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot his name. Mel Gibson uh, isn't carrot. the new anything. Carrot Top? He's the what? carrot guy. The guy eating the carrot. Rob Schneider? Russia. No, the Russian, uh, Russian op. I don't know. You're speaking nonsense to me. What? What is this with the carrot? Did he eat a? Did this man eat a carrot on camera? He was gifted a carrot on camera. Oh, from Steve some, Seagal. Yeah, Steve Seagal. Thank you. Jesus Christ, there I'm losing go. it. It's too late. Steven Seagal, the carrot man. <laughs> yeah, he was gifted well, a carrot. That's what he's best the, known for. <laughs> by the the, the so some Ukrainian president or some shit. He just like. Oh. Mm, yeah. Mm. Vegetables. Yes, we all watched Dontron. Although that video was a bit of a disappointment because it didn't tell us anything that we didn't know right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steven Seagal is a little crazy. Well, no shit. <laughs> well, I understand not everyone has watched as many Steven Seagal movies as we have. <laughs> Probably for the best. It is yeah. for the best. Yeah, yes. for your- is there a Steven Seagal porno called Lethal Exposure? I feel like there has to be. Uh, there should be one called Carrot Muncher. I don't want to see it or know of its existence if it is something that exists. Um, redeeming the love. The best part about this image, a, Jake, is you can see just a little bit of his left nostril. <laughs> you just see right in there. They exist. They weren't a myth after all. <laughs> yeah, trailer for Redeeming Love. It's a oh, yeah. story about a girl who sold into, I'm assuming, sex work, slavery kind I, of deal. I guess. I don't know. It's based and then on a, a young book. farmhand sweeps her off her feet and romances the fuck out of her. Yeah, it's based on a trashy note romance novel. A lot of women in this the comments section are very excited about it. Um, it's a chick flick sort of deal, so 
no surprise that us men don't have a lot of interest in it. <laughs> yeah, fuck chicks. <laughs> yes. That's my stance on that. Wasn't made that for us. Like a wrinkle, according to the Brie Larson, we can't criticize it because it wasn't made for us. Yeah, no. Um, I'll cancel you if you do. Oh, please don't cancel me. I'll cancel you all over Twitter. Drag your name to the dirt. That Batman movie wasn't made for you, Kurt. <laughs> it was for Robert Pattinson Batman fans. <laughs> Wait a second. Why... Why haven't we made this joke before? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, Robin Pattinson. That's why they chose him for this movie. <laughs> I thought it was because they saw him play the vampire and they were like, hey, you can do bats, right? <laughs> he said, yep, I have experience. Okay. Turn into a bat right now. And he did. He's actually a vampire. He's actually Edward Cullen. He was method acting so hard. He actually got vampirism yeah, got, on set. Went out and got bit by vampire. Yeah. Some Nosferatu-looking motherfucker. Kristen Stewart bit him, and uh, <laughs> she's going to be the next villain. But that was that was a completely different uh, circumstance. That was just how they got off. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the vampire, but bit. Um. All right. Follow-up time. For the weekend of the 15th through the 17th of October, weekend 42. Ten more weeks in this year, guys. Where has it gone? Oh, my God. It's been a blur. Um, Halloween Kills opened with 49.4 million, despite streaming on Peacock. Enough people went out to the theater to see it. Oh. To make it the number one movie in America. Ooh. I'll have to watch it on Peacock. I um, I heard I watched the Red Letter Media Review and they said, even if it's free, don't watch it. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. Well that's what with every Halloween movie, I feel like. Every Halloween movie, I feel like I've regretted it. Except after watching know, it like sci fi. The first one that revived the slasher genre completely. Hmm. Broke a lot of ground. Wait, which first one? The John Carpenter one from 1978. Oh, the first first one. I I didn't know if you were talking about the Rob Zombie first one. (laughs) Or like the Jamie Lee Curtis first one. Well, I mean, I guess that Or the Jamie Lee Curtis first, second first one. That would still be the Jamie Lee Curtis first one because she was in that movie. Yeah, that's why the, this one is the the Halloween, the one that came out last year, two years ago, or whatever, was her yeah. second first one, her second first Halloween. No, that was a sequel to the 1978 movie. But they just called it Halloween, I think, right? Yeah, they they did, but it canalically. How is that allowed? You're confusing people. Canalically, it's a sequel to. <laughs> and it's the worst name. You can't just Google Halloween. Yeah. Well, Halloween the one <laughs> with Michael Myers. With... Like, if you Google Halloween, you're going to get some... Well, there's only one Halloween movie that doesn't have Michael Myers in it, and that's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is about an evil corporation that gives kids pumpkin masks that turn their heads into bugs when they watch a certain TV broadcast. And not Jerry Stiller, 
as the intrepid investigator to bring them down. <laughs> um, no Time to Die is in second with $23 million, down 56.9% from last week. Uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage finally sees the big drop we were predicting, down 48% to $16.5 million. Uh, it's made 168 domestic, or 172 domestic, 115 worldwide, 288 uh, overall. Um, Adam's Family 2 falls 30.2% into 4th, 7.064 million. The Last Duel opened in 5th with $4.759 million. So the movie about King Charles VI that declares. Knight Jean de Cargos settle his dispute with Esquire. Um, I don't think we, I think we missed that one. Try watch. I don't think it ever showed up on the radar. Which one? The, the last, last duel. duel. Oh, I no, think it came out a while ago. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a while ago. Talked about the trailer far back. Because remember, it was like the cheating wife or something like that. Um, yeah. I think Adam Driver was one of the knights. Mm-hmm. And, and were, uh, it's all about yeah, like oh, yeah, and I, shit. I yeah. see him on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it that was, was like, a long time ago. Wow. It was like medieval Me Too. <laughs> Alternate title. Uh, Shang Chi is in six with three point three two million dollars down two point twenty two point nine percent. It's made four hundred fifteen million dollars worldwide. How many weeks stepping out now? Seven. Seven. Okay. I'm just thinking on the Black Panther scale. Of, of long tails I think they're going to ride uh, it out till Christmas right or is uh, no Hawkeye's coming out Christmas and that's just on D plus yeah yeah uh, it's it's out, out of 500 theaters week to week so it's it's reaching the end of its run mm-hmm. um, Hansla Raka is a Bollywood movie that opened in 7th with $706,000 in 100 theaters Free Guide drops two spots to eighth place with $645,000. Uh, Lamb, in its second week, falls off 45.7% to $543,000. It's made $2.38 million thus far. But more importantly than all of that, it is our spotlight film of the week because I remember that trailer, and it was so bizarre that... Like, we had to figure out what the fuck was going on here. So this is actually us using the IMDb user reviews where the real ones are at to suss out what a movie's about. We're relying on these for information. Uh, the movie has an 84% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 69% on Metacritic, and a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, but only a 2.8 on Google Reviews only 69% of Google users like the movie. Um, the audience rating summary when you Google Lamb is a 2.8. But we all know professional critics can't be trusted, they have ulterior True. motives around the payroll of major companies. So you have to go to the Big streets, pharma. the real ones. You need to find real reviewers with real reviewer traits, and the only place you can do that is in the IMDb user review section. And we start out with a review from jhow09-254-182295. He has a 9 out of 10 review of Lamb, which for some reason has a parenthesis 2 next to its name. Um, 
whatever. They have a 9 out of 10 review. I'm not sure what I saw. I'm not sure what I just saw, but I was entertained. Submitted October 8th, 2021. I think this film is definitely one that will divide audiences. It's quite strange, but the cinematography is pretty great in my opinion. However, the overall story is quite strange. It doesn't come together as well as some other similar feeling eerie movies, i.e. the Vivich, Midsommar, etc. But I think the filmmakers have a promising future. If you're into strange films with a strange sense of lingering doom, you will probably like it. If you are hoping for a thorough and well-fleshed-out story without having some questions at the end, then not so much. Wow, that was all one sentence, wasn't it? Uh, I live in Nebraska, because that's necessary information. And I would quite... I would equate this film with our tourism motto. Honestly, it's not for everyone. Is that really Nebraska's tourism motto? Let's look it up, kids. What are tourist attractions in Nebraska? Don't they have corn or something? That's that's all the state is corn. Would you drive past a certain point in Kansas? It's just corn all the way out to Nevada. Oh, my God. It totally is. Well, I appreciate their honesty. <laughs> Wait, what is their tourism model again? Honestly, Honestly it's not for, not for everyone. I think Honestly, so. I guess it's supposed to be a joke at like other states or like Colorado yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, nothing but flyover country. Yeah. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Sorry, Nebraska. <laughs> well. Derby 1991 had differing opinions where your guy said 10 out of 10 because of confusion. I My said guy 9 says, out of 10. Or 9 Point out of 10. Oh, you only went 9. Oh, oh, there was only sheesh. one 10 out of 10 review and it was oh. a fucking doctoral dissertation about the movie. So I was like, yeah, let's get that. Well, 9 out of 10 for confusion. That's pretty good. Derby 1991 says 1 out of 10. What in... T F <laughs> We're censoring T now as well. Uh periods everywhere. That's great. That's great. All caps. What in T F. I've seen some weird slash bad movies in my time, but I don't even know what this movie was. Not one bit of this movie made sense. Maybe I'm not quote deep enough to understand it, but I cannot fathom how anyone could rate this movie more than two stars. And I can only understand giving it the second star because of how hard it made me laugh. A24, what are you even doing? <laughs> Zero out of four found that helpful. Makes sense. Uh, so, dodging, once again, dodging past the, um, the theses. Uh, I've got this 5 out of 10 from Keating4569. 5 out of 10, just okay. I definitely love A24 and pretty much every single movie that they've made. But I give this 5 stars because I genuinely thought it was boring and nothing happened. Beautiful movie, though. <laughs> 2 out of 4. Um, okay, uh, 6 out of 12 on, on my first review. BT dubs. Uh Green Benny Green has a 8 out of 10 review of Lamb. Not what you expect, 
submitted October 11th, 2021. The best thing to say is to avoid any spoilers that you can because to have even the smallest one might spoil the experience. Spoilers spoil the experience. Egad. Tell me more, great Nostradamus. I waited to watch the trailer until after the film. Why? Would you ever do that? Oh, is this the person you found who said I don't watch I don't watch a movie until I know what the plot is? This is a different one, but this was equally absurd, so I picked it. Um, <laughs> I did. I waited to watch the trailer until after the film, and boy, am I glad that I did that. Lamb is a unique experience, and not the most subtle kind of horror. Oh, I'm sorry, and the most subtle kind of horror. <laughs> Opening with a sequence that lets you know right away what you're in for. The horror is never in your face, but lingers throughout the movie. And it's where its power lies. Numi Represe is at her best here. And that's saying a lot if you consider her role as Lisbeth in the Girl Trilogy. Yes. Be sure to catch this in theaters for a unique experience. It will leave you haunted. Five out of eight found that helpful. Okay. Hmm. One out of ten from Larnke. 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 Two hours of buildup with no payoff. Sounds like the best kind of edging if I'm... If I'm asked, to be honest. It sounds like the worst kind of sandcastle competition. You didn't even get... You didn't even place. Can't get a payout. You didn't place. Yeah. That too. Two hours to build up. All right, working on those spires. I'm trying to give this. I'm trying to give this review a two-hour build-up as well. I see. (laughs) And then just skip. Uh, This movie started with promise. All right, this is one of those where you can say they rated this a one out of ten, and this is what they say: This movie started with promise. The build-up was masterfully done with incredible visuals and minimal dialogue. However, the buildup went for the entirety of the movie. And when the sad, unsettling finale comes around, if you can really call it a finale, it comes out of absolutely nowhere with no foreshadowing or reason. The end is a tragedy with absolutely no discernible message. Please do yourself a favor and just Google the plot if you're curious and save yourself two hours of buildup with no satisfying payoff whatsoever. I would title this movie, quote, The Inciting Incident. The movie, end quote. 22 out of 40 found that helpful. Mm. Wow. Such see. nuance and insight. Mm. Mm. So good. Um, Tastefully done. Now, Kurt, I said, I know your review said no spoilers, but this one has spoilers. So <gasps> it's going to spoil. Spoil um, me, baby. I've got Alyssa Film Nerds, 6 out of 10 review, uh, Surprised Pikachu Face. Iceland is beautiful, so that's a 15 out of 10. I have to take a day to really let this movie simmer in my head after seeing it tonight. Trying to understand the meaning of this film, or try to understand some of the themes. Seeing the half-lamb baby with the one-lamb hand was awkwardly hilarious and did portray the hesitancy and innocence of a child. But when the uncle fed her some grass, that's when I knew she wasn't... (laughs) I almost had it. I almost had it. I fucking lost it. (laughs) But when the uncle fed her some grass, that's when I knew that she wasn't meant for human life. Naomi is and will always be an insanely talented actress. 
Six out of seven. <laughs> Did I lose you, Kurt? <laughs> The woman I saw the Ogre of Feeders of Grass. I knew she was a good... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need to watch this movie now. <laughs> uh, all right. That was her out. That was her only review <laughs> in six years with this. Oh dear! That's great. Um, rounding up the top ten is most eligible bachelor, which opened in tenth with four hundred seventy thousand dollars in uh, one hundred ninety-five theaters. This appears to be another uh, Bollywood film. Uh, moving on to gaming news, it's happening, folks. God of War is coming to the PC in January. Uh, released in twenty eighteen um, on the PlayStation. And it's finally making its way over to the PC. Uh, that's great, Sony. Now do Spider-Man. Yep. And I'll have no reason to buy your console. <laughs> Just give it up. Um, if you haven't seen it, one of the best gaming meme videos of this generation has been released. And it's Austin Powers in Mass Effect. Um, popped up on the Mass Effect subreddit, and I, I scoped it out then. Peter found it through his means, and they wrote an article about it on PC of Gamer. Of course um, they did. It's, it's pretty incredible. The editing is actually really good uh, to composite him into it, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, as Peter said, it was a meme tailor-made for me <laughs> to target my sensibilities in particular. And I suggest everyone go and watch it. Just go. It's it's not that long. It's but like a minute. Laughs yeah. per second. It's an all time high. It's like a Birdman episode. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Uh, Valk Wyray is facing backlash over a new line of gamer focused skincare products. The Reflect products, uh, omitting the E promise to protect against damage to the skin caused by blue light exposure which yes, I don't think is really a thing <laughs> very real danger um, to put it in perspective your computer screen uh, deals out these intense well, the light blue initials versus the machine <laughs> bathed in ghoulish <laughs> blue light yeah so your computer screens and your cell phone screens are emitting this dangerous blue blue light energy and uh because everyone knows in the visible light spectrum there's danger dangerous blue it will kill your skin you'll it'll die in fact it'll just die dead uh you'll get about if you sit in front of your computer screen for about 30 to 40 ish hours uh you'll get the same amount of blue light radiation or energy or whatever the fuck they're calling it then 15 minutes in the sun so you really want to buy her product to block that out um so sunscreen also does the same thing i i gotta i feel compelled as we are scientists in our day jobs that's that's our w2 jobs we all deal with the sciences um and i used to work at a laser company so i know a bit about ionizing energies of light. 
And uh, if it's in the visible spectrum, it's really not any danger to you. No. See, now, um, I would believe that, except there was some groundbreaking research conducted in the early 2000s by, uh, you know, the famous think tank Eiffel 65, um, <laughs> in which they proved the conclusive results. I'm blue. Abadi, I'm a die. <laughs> it's Dabudi Dabudai, uh, actually. So it's they actually, just talked I'm... about how it made them feel, and it was what? really it was a pretty upbeat song. I'm blue. Dabudi Dabudai. Hold on, well, I'm I'm losing my mind because <laughs> Jake, yeah, step away from that screen. All that dangerous songs. blue. <laughs> Guys, I heard I'm blue and I'd beat off a guy. What <laughs> song did you listen to? <laughs> What the fuck? Obviously, like, we didn't Jake, frequent you sure the that same. Wasn't like Eiffel sixty nine. <laughs> I, Jake, I'm we didn't up. go to the same gay bars with the same DJs that you did. Oh no! Is Jake gonna pull up like a parody version? Oh, does Jake just have a parody version in his pocket? But he talks about how he has a blue house with a blue window. He has a blue Corvette. Uh, his girlfriend's blue. Um, and he's he's blue. Dabudi dabudai. Um, he didn't no, yeah, say anything we'll have... about it being dangerous. It's just his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would submit no. that for peer review, like for meta analysis, because there is evidence of him just losing a couple of his rot, his cones. Um, so I do, I, I do believe uh, blue light has uh, uh, more of an effect on your eyes. A lot so of glasses now. You what get the blue, light blue light does. Filters is it inhibits serotonin production. There's yes. research that suggests that inhibits serotonin, which is the chemical that makes you sleepy. So it's recommended that you use a blue light filter on your screens uh, yes. past like 8 p.m. Um, yeah. But other than that, like, it doesn't your phones have come with any them. negative effect on you yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, like as for showing on your skin, you're not... It's not so... I did. I did look at the. I've been hearing about this for the past couple of days. It's been a big Twitch thing uh, because Valkyrie is uh, a very popular female streamer, um, and I mean it makes sense. You know, if you, she has female viewers, why not market something that they're going to use? Uh, which you know, hey, this probably better than G Fuel. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there <laughs> uh, because there were some people who looked at the product ingredient list and said actually like. If you take away the whole like claims about blue light shit, like this is just a fine like facial cream or cleanser. Oh, or I'm like I have no like, doubt it's, that it's, it's like a it's, it's okay. a regular it's lotion. A good, <laughs> it's a good product, and if you want to support Valkyrie, I think it's okay. Just don't like fall under the assumption that you're doing it because you're getting this. Yeah, it's blue, the it's the pseudoscience technobabble that yeah kind of turns me and I'm sure a lot of other people off of it. But you know, I'm sure it's just a a regular lotion uh, yeah. that has restorative properties. You should use lotion, yeah. um, especially white people, because you don't use lotion often enough because it doesn't show on you as True. obviously as it does black people. So use lotion. Your skin will think. Ever noticed how your tick looks brand new, but the bottom of your feet look like a dried riverbed? <laughs> That's the difference that lotion makes. <laughs> <laughs> When you start breaking out the power button, like the uh, the grinder, the angle grinder, that's how you know. That's how, yeah, that's how you got. When you go to the the fucking place to get a, a pedicure, when your girlfriend takes you with her 
against your will, and they have to break out the fucking belt sander to get your heel together. When, when you notice, you, you can actually spark a fire. Yeah. And you're... They bring out the like ankle grinder to cut your, your nails. Yeah. <laughs> might, might be time to do some self-care. Flip down the welder helmet. When there are geologists... Spark. Measuring the seismic activity of the fault line in your foot calluses. Maybe it's time to check your feet. You um, might be, you might have so, a foot problem. So, um, to quote Lieutenant George, uh, take care of your feet. <laughs> or Lieutenant Dad, not Lieutenant George. Yep. The actor wasn't even named George. Where the fuck did I get George from? Lenny, Mice and Men, Forrest Gump was also developmentally disabled i mean that was the connection there anyway uh they've renamed mccree in overwatch he's now cole cassidy an objectively good name but again an unnecessary change wait oh shit i i got you gotta remind me of this i forget why they changed it so uh, uh, he, he was, was named, named after one of the rapers yeah oh well, or, one of the rapers. Sex pests. I don't think anyone was accused of rape. Um, One of those as, damn as rapers over at Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Peter Tur- tunes his fucking uh, bunny ears to the next station. He spooked himself. <laughs> Get a longer cable, Peter. Do I have to buy you a cable? No, it, the it thing is it's Monday? too long. <laughs> It's it's falling onto my keyboard. That's I why I bump your, it. I will fix your setup. Peter, just wrap time. it around your leg like everybody else. It's all you got to do. Um, Come but on. yeah, like Peter and I said when the news broke that they were going to change the name, uh, we didn't think of the dude from Activision Blizzard. We thought of Mad Dog McCree, the FMV shoot 'em up arcade game that was probably a lot more famous than this fucking yeah. dude. But, you know, Blizzard had to do something. They had to stop sexual harassment. And changing was literally name, the least they could do. <laughs> the, the changing McCree's name, I think, did it. I think we're in, we, we, we've beaten sexual harassment. Um, That's true. Me too. Pack it up. It's done. Yeah. We, we, you won. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. Cole Cassidy. Cool. He's got a name again. Yay. Uh, I feel like maybe name. name him Matt Mercer, because that's the name of the voice actor, or something more like along of that. I don't know. They, there were some theories, uh, some some names, or let the community vote. You know what? Fuck that. Let the community. That's how vote you get Shooty McShoot face. Yeah. <laughs> community <laughs> votes are a terrible idea. Let them vote on some options. You know. Um. Halo Infinite will use your PC to host cross-platform LAN parties. Uh, 343 has frequently said that Halo Infinite is as much a PC game as it is an Xbox console flagship. In a new video posted this afternoon, the developer went over precise... Well, this afternoon, meaning yesterday afternoon. Um, went over precisely what it means by that and what to expect from the first Halo to come to a PC at launch. I don't know if that's true. I think Halo 1 was also a PC game at launch. Um, The PC overview video runs over a lot of the work 343 is doing to make sure the infinite plays smoothly on desktops at launch. Uh, To be expected, you've got 
granular visual op okay yeah you, there's pc graphic settings huzzah thanks natalie clayton <laughs> writer of this article um but more excitedly you'll get to use your home pc to set up impromptu LAN parties and with the game natively supporting crossplay, that means running home or universal university ctf machines with your pals on xbox one series x and steam or windows um i don't uh, Halo Combat Evolve was released in 2001 for the Xbox and 2003 for the PC. Interesting. All right. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, so I guess there's land play cross-platform too. What a shock that a game that supports land play and cross-platform multiplayer supports cross-platform land play. Doom Eternal is getting a horde mode next week. October 26th is the big rollout for it. Um, it will overhaul. It will also overhaul the asymmetric battle mode. Um, so if you you just love killing demons in Doom Eternal, uh, here's home horde mode where you fight off against... It's like Gears of War horde mode where you just fight off against endless runs of demons and mm -hmm. see how high a score you can get um it sounds awful because doom eternal is very hard and mm -hmm. <laughs> it's an endless stream of demons it doesn't yeah. sound like a fun time to me hey i honestly it just feels like it would get repetitive after a while right just, yeah, it's well. I mean, I guess the same can be said of like, all like roguelike sort of things. Like <laughs> we play Risk of Rain too, which is the same thing mostly every time. But we have a lot of fun. But they with it. change up the enemies a little bit. But uh, maybe uh, it depends on. I have to see it. Yeah, we'll have to play it. Um. Uh, that's, that's the main thing. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy got some last minute compression algorithms applied to it. The install size is now only 80 gigabytes instead of 150. Oh, yay. That's good. So, um, Did you see the um, the remaster for the uh, Grand Theft Auto yes. collection the that they Grand have? Theft Auto, it, after all the rumors pointing to its existence, the, Grand Theft, the PS2 era Grand Theft Autos are being remastered and released on modern platforms, including the Switch. Uh, also coming yeah. to the Switch is the Kingdom Hearts series, although it will be a cloud-based entry, um, which Yo, seems interesting kinda, because I'm pretty sure Kingdom Hearts could run on the Switch's hardware. So this kind of this kind of looks bad, uh, especially like maybe the older stuff, like Vice City. Well, they're all from the same era, right? I mean, GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas all came out within, like, three years of each other, I think. Well, they they're all built on the same engine. Gotcha, okay. Um, it's really just shadows, like, shadows and some... Uh, I don't know. It, it it seems like it's like you're comparing, like, a game that came out in 2003 to, like, a game that came out in 2005. Like, I guess it was an artistic choice to keep the uh yeah it's not a hyper realistic um 
but it is a nice update to the graphics. They they went from games that look like they came out in 03 to games that look like they came out in 09, uh, which, you know, I'm sure isn't what everyone was hoping for. But they do in the trailer, they show you the original footage and the remastered footage. And it, yeah. it inarguably looks better in the remaster, but it's not quite what i'm sure a lot of people were hoping for i mean it's just like is this gonna is this gonna be a win for for somebody in 2021 where grand theft auto 6 or 5 or whatever the fuck it is um is just like there and you could exist oh five okay it'll never exist i think i think this is gonna be something that people are gonna want especially with them coming to the switch um, these games are beloved. People will play the original graphics versions of them happily to this day because they're so uh, beloved by gamers of that era. So I think people are going to plop down money for this. And it is you are getting three quality games for the price of, of one, even though they're older. Um, you know, would I have preferred to see them built in the GTA five graphic style. Yeah, I would say so. But, um, yeah. I think as, as, at least for vice city, I think the more cartoony, uh, visuals work for that. I think San Andreas would have benefited from a more realistic, uh, graphical style. Yeah. I see. I guess I don't have a bigger problem with San Andreas. It's when you get to the Vice City stuff that it kind of looks weird. You know, where where the older graphics were just... They were just dated or whatever. You know, just, they look blocky. But now it's like softer if, to describe. I don't even know how to describe yeah, they it. they increased the polygon it's count. cartoony. Yeah. It looks mm. like Saints Row 2 era graphics. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it's an upgrade from what the original was. Um, I'll I'll reiterate that. But in terms of, like, it's not going to blow you away in 2021. They're not modern graphics. But if they come with quality of life improvements, and maybe, maybe they rework the train mission to, you know, not suck so hard. Um. Oh, shit. Here we go again. You know, I think I think this is people are gonna buy this. I think it's it's a win for every, everyone. You know, it's it's one of those things where you would have preferred them to do more, but they they put some effort into remastering the visuals instead of just you know re-releasing the PC ports that they already had yeah. that were up-resed. Um, so you, you can respect the effort there, even if. You know, they could have gone a little further with it. Maybe they tried to build it on the same engine, and this was as, as far as they could push it. Um, I'm not really sure the technical details of it. But, I mean, if you've never played That's... these games, they're great. Um, this is a, as good a way to play them as any. Um, I'm sure the PC versions of this will have, you know, better controller support than the current pc versions um so you know it it'll be fine i'm sure 
speaking of updated games, Valve is very quietly updated Half-Life 2 with an increased FOV and ultra-wide support and fixing some long-standing bugs. Uh, they also added in Vulcan support, all presumably in an effort to get it to run better on the Steam Deck, which currently Valve is hiring people to go through the entire Steam library to test compatibility for the Steam Deck, which is a massive undertaking. Um, so if you Even ever wanted Chair to... Chair Simulator 2018-19, 20 visual novel dating porn game puzzle simulator? Even... Ultra Chair Simulator 2018-19 Virtual Novel Dating Simulator, yes. Okay. Did I get so it all? The sound, does the soundtrack work when you buy the additional soundtrack with it? Um, yeah, with all the DLCs. No, they're, they're in WMVs, so they don't run on Linux. <laughs> but what about all my porn puzzle games that I, I bought all the DLC for? Well, hopefully that'll transfer over. I mean, yeah, I think that, that it runs on the Proton okay. compatibility layer. Good. Nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> the dregs of Steam. Oh. Ugh. Uh, Half-Life 2 is a game that I uh, don't regard as classic as... Uh, the rest of the world seems to do. Maybe with these updates, it'll change your opinion. You should probably play through it again <laughs> and just see. Um, I think it's. I just think it's a bad sequel. I haven't played for the episodes. Maybe the episodes are better. Um, oh, the episodes are the best part. I mean, that's how I watch TV shows. So, like, yeah. All right. Well, that that's gaming news. Um. I guess we just talk about Octopussy now. Um, Let's just do the it. woman did not have eight pussies. I felt no, I was, was lied to. I don't... I really... I, I watched the movie and I still don't get it. What? Why she's called Octopussy? Yeah. That was her, her dad's daddy nickname. called her that. Her. Yeah. Because he was... He was the foremost was... expert on octopi. Octopussy. And... I guess he called his daughter Octopussy because that's the nickname you want to give to your daughter. To your something child. that okay. involves the word pussy. Um, no. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jake. Yeah, this movie, uh, it, it has its ups and its downs. The ups, like you said, were, were Roger Moore's, uh, his wit and his, like, his, his uh, levity. Um, and just the general kind of, like, I, I did enjoy the silly adventure stuff. Um, the downs for me were just like the fucking the, the almost I almost like applaud it for how many fucking Indian stereotypes they shoved into this one <laughs> sequence. Oh, yeah. I they put the whole fucking they put the whole menagerie in there. God damn um, that. And like the cinematography, I don't know. I don't usually pay attention to cinematography. But there were some cuts in this movie that I just went, why did you cut the movie like that? Why did you show skeleton feet for three seconds and then cut to a scene that you were in the middle of already? Tell me, uh, Rob Broccoli, the producer of this movie, man literally called Rob Broccoli. <laughs> not, not to be confused with Broccoli Rob. An actual vegetable? Definitely not to be confused with uh, broccoli lasagna, mayor of Seafood City. Nope. Um, 
Yeah, there were there were some scenes where I was just like, there were some total scenes where I was just like, what was the point? I was like, that, that was like, like maybe it was a joke back in the day, and they got like laughs out of like, and I got some laughs out of like my grandpa or something like that. But I was just some threw me through a loop, and I'm what like, what right. is it with early '80s adventure movies and showing weird foods on screen? So this came out in 1983. Temple of Doom came out in 1984. This had the the stuffed lamb's head, where the it's a shock factor, where the man. villain ate the eyeball, and Temple of Doom had the chilled monkey brains. And I think those both scenes were in India. So maybe that was like a weird 80s Indian stereotype where they ate like yeah. weird fucking gross food or something like that. And then, wasn't this guy supposed to be like uh, Middle Eastern too? Like uh, this Kyle guy was like exiled out of like some middle eastern country and sounds right like found refuge in india um because he's kamal khan that's why all of his like henchmen were middle eastern and they all had turbans on well turbans are an indian thing um well they they look more that's that's your that's your bias showing (laughs) maybe Um, but yeah like turbans like like that is an indian tradition um, I mean, I'm I'm sure it bled over into Pakistan because Pakistan and India are very similar in culture, just separated by religion. Yes. Um, mm. So, you know, yeah, sure um, that... yeah, just a lot of shit. Like at least like India, almost they have like the veneer of credibility in that they can be like, oh, we're just mimicking the the fifties, forties serial adventures where they were they just didn't know. They didn't know back then that Indian people didn't eat monkey brains and worm snakes. Because yeah, he was thunk? he was a uh, he was an Afghan prince. Okay, I see. so, so yeah. Afghanistan. He that's was a, he close. exiled Afghan prince, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a James yeah. Bond movie. The plot's not really important. You come to see the beautiful woman and the mm-hmm. nice cars and the action scenes. Yep. And oh, it, I should also mention it delivered they, on on all of those fronts. They slap cold like this was what would you say this is eighty three, right, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that definitely made sense because they were just slapping Cold War all over this bitch. This was like Rocky Four oh, yes. levels of Cold War. <laughs> fucking... Rocky Four ended the Cold War. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Which is weird because like Soviet Russia communism right now is really hot. Like Soviet Russia, like socialism, very spicy topic right now. And the main all right, let me let me, let me clarify like, this right now. Soviet Russia was communist, not socialist. Love them. We comrades out there, great. Keep doing the Lord. They really work. put the C um, in the USSR. But they were trying to spread that 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 word of socialism by peaceful, uh, you know, uh, talks, and and they're gonna just they're just gonna talk people in the marketplace of ideas into submission and uh, really get that idea of socialism across that we want prosperity. And I'm like, yeah, I can get behind that. And it was only a couple bad seeds in that bunch that were like, wah, bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Wah, M-A-D. (laughs) And nuclear bombs, you know? So So maybe it's a couple bad eggs. You had, so there was like two very separate 
schemes going on in this movie that yeah. uh, you're introduced to the Russian plot early on, where there's one war-hungry general um, yeah. that's against disarmament. General Orlov. Who has a big wart in the center of his forehead that anytime he was on screen, that was the only thing I could focus on. Um, so he wants to take over the world, essentially. And he's like, we have so many tank divisions we could roll in and, and sweep the West. And they're like, no, dude, we're trying to to like not <laughs> we're toning it down three. like they're gonna bomb the and crap out like, of us if we do he just pouts and then he, i guess he hooks up with this this afghani prince um and they yeah they're involved oh. in a, a jewel okay. smuggling counterfeit you, you didn't mention in this whole scene the table the rotating oh, yes. table the rotating table that just rotated for that powerpoint slide and then rotated back well, you, how else are they going to orient? You, do you expect Soviet leaders to turn in their chairs 90 degrees to view the screen, <laughs> Peter? <laughs> I just imagine that it's like that scene from Men in Black where, like, the one general is the only one who moves his chair into position. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Will, that wasn't Will Smith's the only the guy who drags the table over yeah. so he has something to write on. <laughs> Everybody knows that Herman Miller came out in the 90s. To create the first ever rotating chair, that's why they ever. Till then, everybody had to just rotate everything around them <laughs> in order to change. Herman Miller won the Cold War. <laughs> we had rotating chair technology, and they didn't. Thank you. So, if you have six hundred dollars to spend on a chair, buying a gently used Herman Miller is probably the best use of that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to any fucking office. They're, they're like in your town, in your city. There is bound to be an office that is selling their furniture. Sidebar: I just came back from New Hampshire, where the company that I was at had Herman Miller's all in their conference room that we were in, and it was a joy. I almost stole uh, from my old job a Herman Miller Aeron that my GM had in his office that I I inherited. <laughs> when we split the crew and COVID was going on, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I I want to take this. <laughs> just want this. This is forever. like a $1,500 chair, and it's really nice. And <laughs> yeah, It is a throw. You guys get a company corporate discount because you buy like them in bulk, so... Just, yeah. No one's going to notice this is gone, so I'm just going to take this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make a, uh, well, you make, you make a forgery and replace it like they were doing, like... Um, Octopus yeah, there was, was, there was a this. counterfeiting jewel scheme that Octopussy oh, was running. He also missed the clown. The clown gets killed by two knife-throwing oh, men. Yes, yeah. I was surprised the- to see that the clown was not the killer. Uh, that's a very subversive uh, mm-hmm. tact. That was 009, who was another secret agent, who uh generally not very competent uh, in terms of stealth and espionage. Yeah. Man got killed by the twin knife throws, which that was a pretty cool reveal where he's being chased by one, and all of a sudden it's like he's really closer to 009 than we thought. I'm like, what the fuck? He moves yeah, fast. Yeah, I didn't know it was and going like, on. Oh, until... it's twins. Yeah, that was that was neat uh, to a certain extent. Uh, the plot of this movie kind of gets out of hand too. They're 
General Orlovsky tries to fucking detonate a a uh, nuclear bomb on a West German U.S. Air Force base. Um, and then says, they'll just call it an accident. No one's going to raise an investigation into this. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, it just, it kind of gets out of hand. Like, there's two separate plots. There's the octopusy plot, and then there's this nuclear bomb plot, and the nuclear bomb plot gets put on hold for a large portion of the movie uh, so we can hang out with Octopussy. <laughs> uh, you know, James Bond does James Bond things. He wins He wins uh, a bunch of money from... Backgammon. You know, the most exotic <laughs> of all the gambling sports. <laughs> yep. Yep, and he, uh, he was just able to suss out the fact that he had some low to die by a flick of the wrist. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he saw the well, no, he changed out he, the dice. It was obvious. Oh, did he swap out dice? Yeah. It became that obvious it that it was a loaded die because he came up with double sixes every time he needed them. So yeah. he's like, As oh, the major says, a- oh, you have double sixes every time you need them. Yeah, like yes, I that knew was- that it was loaded dice. So it's obviously not. The the major was a buffoon <laughs> because that that's the only explanation that he wouldn't pick up on it being loaded dice. So when he was like, "Oh, you'll need a lot of luck to get the double sixes. Oh, luck, huh? Well, it seems that these dice are lucky. <laughs> Let me get this. And he very suavely rolls it. He's staring at the guy, and he's like, "Oh, double sixes. Look at that." And he's not even looking at the die. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty cool uh, power, move. power move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, well, he gets so pissed off. He's like, "Here's your check, and now I'm going to kill you." Yeah. So, so there is a character error on IMDb about the backgammon game. During Kamal's backgammon game with the major, Kamal doubles a roll, a double six, doubles then rolls a double six. Sorry, and then the major resigns. In fact, the major had his home board locked, and there is no roll that would have helped Kamal. In the long shots, one can see the one through five points are closed. In the close-up of the double six, you can see the six point is closed. Oh. I don't know how to play backgammon, so that means literally... I don't know how to play backgammon. It's it's okay. It's a, it's a but apparently, game. whoever posted this was like, this fucking idiot, oh my god! They don't know anything how about backgammon! His... His backgammons the are locked. The five points were closed off. It wouldn't matter. He's <laughs> using the old Queen's Gambit over there, I see. Oh, my God. He's going to castle his back. Oh, my gosh. Castle's what an intense game. Rook to <laughs> yeah, dice six. Say, Rook to e4. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the sheriff of 64 the- squares? <laughs> The roll will say how how far my rook can move and then take your king. I, d- I bet you double, Kamal Khan, if that is your real name. He rolls it. Backgammon! Ah! Yeah! Yahtzee! <laughs> space, space boy! And then, of course, in backgammon tradition, Kamal must give him his, his wife uh, for sexual favors. Uh, that's what I don't think about. they were married. Bond, <laughs> Bond boinks the whatever. Yeah, Bond, they don't Bond have fun last names in this one. Except Octopussy, except Miss Moneypenny has her five. new assistant, Miss Littlebone. 
<laughs> that was a fun scene. Oh, wow, you look so much... You look better every day. I'm over here. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> like, that was when I was like, yes, this is... This is what Austin Powers was was based off of. This version of James Bond, not the I take myself way too seriously Daniel Craig version of James Bond. Mm. Um, which different <laughs> strokes. Like if that's that's what you want out of the character, I, I understand that's more like the character was in Ian Fleming's books. But I I think that James Bond is kind of a, a silly concept to begin with. So I I appreciated the. You know, defusing the nuclear bomb while dressed as a clown. <laughs> Climax of the movie. Um, um, there, there were there were a lot of like little things in this movie that I I kind of picked up on that were like little cool things, like the uh, the Cincinnati Moose Lodge uh, boat tour that <laughs> that was scrolling through India, and he's just like. Is like let me in. Let me yeah, in. that was yeah, so the slow chasing. So yeah, he most gets like, captured game, by man, <laughs> man. Yeah, uh, he gets captured by camel, camel smooth cigarettes, um, and they have that dinner scene where he eats I one bite of souffle and then they take that away. <laughs> yeah, and then they serve. Where, <laughs> they're all eating their souffle and he has one bite and he just, they just take it away from him like he wasn't done. He didn't eat fast <laughs> enough, Mister Bond. <laughs> Don't they tell you to scarf down no, your souffles in England? I expect you to pie. We're having dessert. Um, yeah, so he like he figures out plots, and there's a uh, the aforementioned octopusy is the guy that Kamal Khan reports to because uh, she's gal. like an art dealer person gal. That's she's, right. She's a um, she's a businesswoman, I guess. She has a legitimate. The jewel running yeah. was always like her start, but she diversified into classic organized crime fashion <laughs> yeah like here athletic women what can we do with these businesses circuses i guess sure but all the i don't know why circuses were, were such a prevalent theme in this i don't know why because it was octopus's circus that was like the legitimate business yeah for the Where criminal enterprise prize yeah because she would um she would smuggle the jewels in the train cars mm-hmm and then Kamal was like, "Hey, I'll uh, smuggle. We'll smuggle jewels, and I'll pay you money or whatever." And then he double crossed her and put a bomb in there instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ladies in space age jumpsuits for okay whatever so reason. Was I the only one in the the scene where they're re-raiding their own palace and mm-hmm. the the girls are are fighting the henchmen. Yes. Was I the only one who fought kung fu bitches that whole time? Abs- <laughs> fucking absolutely. This is a pretty wild kung fu uh, <laughs> This is a pretty wild scene where like you, you know I feel like this would have been more misogynistic and like not had the women do a lot of the fighting but I was like hey girl power it's kind of more like a thing you would see in uh nowadays in woke culture but hey 80s man I don't don't know this would have flown in woke culture because they were way too sex positive and scantily clad (laughs) that there were some times where I was like why would you wear that to a fight like Mm -hmm. you're not trying to seduce anybody 
And oh, but they were. That was coming that was in the with distraction. Bikinis. They did the belly dance so they could infiltrate. Well, at first, yeah, the belly dancers, yes. But there were like additional like warriors that just came in with oh, just yeah, bikinis. Oh, yeah, they just had like, like their fucking... I'm like, they have guns, you dolt. BDSM gear on. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? But I guess I know, it's like different between that and like the uh, the cult outfits that they had, the all orange. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, the, the red with the, the fucking lightning bolt in the middle, like yeah. the, the fucking flash. They're ready to break out the thunderball fists. <laughs> I can have oh, such man, a power. Is... No, you can't. Uh, finally, finally got to see what a Faberge egg looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned. About... I actually learned something watching this. I didn't know they were called Faberge eggs because they were the the designer was named Faberge. I just thought that was yeah. like a material. I thought or it was something. like a delicate yeah. egg. <laughs> Egg design Fragile or whatever. Uh, yeah, um, they, they uh, what? I kind of like that cat and mouse game that they kind of play. Where like, so he he puts the tracker in, um, but she like knocks him out and takes her to her place, um, but leaves the tracker on so you can kind of see, I guess. Or maybe that was just me making up shit in my head. Okay, okay. So actually, there's a there's a thing. The reason why I brought up Fabergé too. It's a trivia thing or uh, character error about the Fabergé egg. So Bond switches the fake Fabergé egg for the real one at the auction. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. We all get that. Q puts the bug, the tracker thing, the, the listening device, in the real egg. Yes. And then um, they smash the egg in the later scene. Thinking it was a fake, but they smashed the... <laughs> real fake. Yeah. I because the so. bug fell out. Yeah. Did they think they were smashing a fake egg or a real one? I believe they thought they were smashing the fake egg. Um, if that was supposed to be the fake egg, then that's a continuity. Well, maybe he switched like, it back. I don't know. Um, uh, if he switched it back, then mm-hmm. he smashed the real egg, I guess. But I'm like that. All right. Yeah, I mean, like you, it's, um, that whole scene where they did the fucking the magical raising rope. The fucking yeah. the door slammer knocker shit, and then they just said it's a it's a liquid crystal TV, and then they just start showing the ladies tits. <laughs> Roger Moore just fucking pans over. Oh yeah, right no, no, I, I have Jesus. to imagine that was Roger Moore <laughs> just like method acting and like just going off script, and, and they just went with it. They're like, yeah, it's a bomb the, thing. The to fucking do. best part of that is that they just leave it in the shot. It's just there in the side frame. The oh rest yeah, of the fucking when, you, when you're bored of the scene, you just take a glance over. <laughs> so Slide your and the girl is down. fine with it too. Yeah. She, just yeah, it was, it was it was the eighties. Everyone's very like, oh yeah, here you want to see my tits? <laughs> uh, and even does the fucking right zoom in, <laughs> the yeah, fucking comedy that. zoom. In. <laughs> wow! wow, wow. Oh, yeah, the, the, oh yeah, the zoom. <laughs> and I can just imagine fucking James Bond just go wow, wow, wow. That's what I'm saying. That's like Oga, an Austin Oga. Powers move. <laughs> like that's why I love Roger Moore, James Bond, because it's basically Austin Powers. <laughs> Man of mystery. Yeah, oh yeah. A... So they, they do the thing, and more stuff happens. Yo Yo Man shows up and conveniently <laughs> has vantage points on everyone he needs to hit. <laughs> so he he throws his yo yo. Yeah, yeah but... they, have a, they have a fight scene in the bedroom post sex slash fight scene. <laughs> um, yeah, Bond gets it on with a lot of women in this movie, um, which is typical for a James Bond movie. Mm. 
Um, I pre- I do appreciate that they, on like the sex violence scale, they went more toward the sex end and violence because like, you know, that There that wasn't a lot of sense. either in this movie, I don't feel. I think it was, a lot of it was just kind of like goofy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, yes. like I said, I appreciate. Like when he's fucking raiding the island in his crocodile submersible. That was, that was a highlight of the film for me. A fantastic summer <laughs> ball. I was like, why are they focusing on a crocodile? <laughs> the oh. up and like, <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, that's Powers. another awesome <laughs> Yeah, it was so awesome about Like, all the gadgets were like fucking hokey comedy shit, and I loved every second of it. I, wanna, I need to watch the rest of the Roger the- Moore James Bond movies. They're all on Pluto TV. This is how I watched it, at least. Um, all the James Bond movies are on Pluto for free. There's advertisements. Um, <laughs> there's a man who who believes that you need a Nissan, <laughs> and I saw that ad about eight times watching this movie. <laughs> uh, but I need to watch the rest of the Roger Moore Bonds because it, I it makes me I like this a lot. It, it makes me wonder if it'll make like the Austin Powers stuff even better just if like this was like, some of the material that they base their comedy on and i'm like oh no i get it yeah this is so good well you know what that sounds like that sounds like we're doing an austin powers movie marathon next time we get together that or it. another roger moore or do a roger moore we and do austin roger moore on our own time and then we okay. marathon austin powers because sure we all have to bear witness together to the greatest scene ever committed the film, which is the Jerry Springer scene from Austin Powers 2. Yeah. I'm okay. No one no one talks to my son like that. You were born in your mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> I got your hood. I got your hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so... I, I only noticed the cinematography kind of issues like in the latter half because I think maybe my attention was slipping because it's two plus hours long for two this movie. Two hours and 11 minutes. Um, it only really needed to be an hour 45. Yep. Um, but it was things like uh, where they just did, there are some scenes during fights where they just they forgot about the 180 rule. They're just like, no, we're going to just whip camera fucking around everywhere. Don't worry about it. Um the frame rate, sure. The frame rate can like they had different cameras. It was very obvious that they had different cameras with different qualities because some of the scenes had just weird frame rates. Um, yeah. yeah, the spy would, who, who loved me was a direct inspiration for the spy who shagged me. Um, so that's definitely one to look mm-hmm. at. Man with the golden gun, I hear, is really bad. Um, but. Mm. But now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Um, I'll watch them all. Oh yeah, when he goes to the moon. <laughs> the Jason X of the uh, of the James Bond series. In space. Yeah. So space. things like like during the during the uh, circus scene, it's the climactic scene where Bond is racing to. It's the fucking ending to the Pink Panther. It was Roger Moore was actually in the Pink Panther. The, the third Pink Panther oh, movie. Shit. Yeah. That's right. So it's all connected. Uh, so he's racing to the circus to defuse the nuclear bomb. Um, <laughs> and they they slip, they do slip the German stereotype in there too, where he gets in the car and they're like, Would you like some Bavarian oh sausages God. and some beer? 
Maybe ist mein Auto! Ist so mein Auto! Um, can we talk about... That was so fucking random. Oh, it's sausage! Oh, yeah, it, 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 baby! Can we talk about like, the fucking why? Air Force Major who's just enjoying himself way too much at the circus? Oh. <laughs> what was it after? Was it, uh... What was the thing he started, jumped up and started going nuts over? Was it the guy doing the trapeze artist or was it the, uh... He was fucking jumping up and clapping for literally anything the circus people did. Mm -hmm. Like a clown would walk out and he'd be like... (laughs) (laughs) Ho, 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 this is great. fuck yeah. It's like, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, dude, but... You're you're a major. I'm American. Yeah. You are are a ranked officer in the United States Air Force. Share some decorum. (laughs) Yeah, so they kept cutting back to that circus scene because it was too too hot to cut away from. But they wouldn't cut to anything, like, important. They'd be like, here, here's, you know, the skeleton stilt walker? Here's his feet. <laughs> here's, a, here's a scene where the lady, like, does a magic trick with the major's wallet. And then he gives it back. Oh, let's cut back to uh, the actual climactic scene, which there is no music for. There was no big music score to the big there scene. was background circus music. Very quiet, but it was there. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? The there circus was a... <laughs> of Roger Moore. So, my, my favorite shot of this movie is Roger Moore taking off his clown hat and knows me. Like, I'm a British agent. Like, he's supposed <laughs> to be able to tell that for your clown makeup. Which he had time to apply when yeah. he was evading... <laughs> Which ultimately was to his detriment. Yes. Because they didn't realize that the guy running, they thought he was a clown. And I really, I was really hoping he would get shot out of the cannon by mistake, but they did not go that far with it. He got like halfway up the ladder and I was like, oh, that's, that's Chekhov's cannon. Uh, <laughs> come on. Yeah, right. If they pull the, the, the trigger mechanism out of the nuke, instead of it going off, it shot the cannon and... Yeah. Like Nicholas the Brave Which I'm, like, I'm glad they I'm glad they choices. waited to the like last possible moment to fucking pull that out. I, like I get it's the ad drama and stuff, but like he's yelling at the colonel, that's ninety seconds from now. It's like we had twenty minutes, like two minutes ago in the movie. When did all this time pass? <laughs> yeah, right. And then the you the know, trigger mechanism is a Germany fucking is so far it's a physical pin thing. Just, just yank it, dude. No, that that makes sense. Like I, like I could see that. Like they eject and the spark against it triggers a blasting cap. Like that's a trigger mechanism that's I could see being viable for that. Okay. And it also makes a cool visual when it expands, like just outside the thing. You're like, oh, yeah. Oof, that would have been bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, I forgot. Roger Moore in a gorilla suit. Oh yes, that was awesome. That was another like straight out of Austin Powers moment where like they're discussing their evil plan and he's in the gorilla suit watching them. <laughs> I was so disappointed we were robbed of a fight scene where he's in the gorilla suit. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, right? I thought that was the next I thought he was gonna step. like try to choke out the knife flowing dude in the gorilla suit and I was I got blue I got gorilla suit blue balls. <laughs> He did fucking Hitman 47 him and put him in the cannon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I've, so, like, I've seen worse Bond movies. 
Um, I've seen better Bond mm-hmm. movies. This is a decidedly Just... average James Bond, but it's a lot of fun. Like if you mm-hmm. are a fan of Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, uh, you will love this movie because it's the yeah. same sort of like preposterousness. Mm-hmm. It, it does overstay mm-hmm. its welcome a little bit, uh, like most James Bond movies. But you know, you watch a James Bond movie for the beautiful women and the beautiful cars and the action sequences and this film delivers on all of those fronts um and it has humor to boot so if if you're if you're a younger person who cut their teeth on the mcu this is the james bond for you man this is roger moore's your james bond (laughs) i like Um, the part where he said he he got the flute and he like you, you can use this to play with your asp I then, my fa- I actually really liked. I thought it was pretty clever when they played the James Bond theme uh, on the snake flute um, to let yeah. them know that he was their yeah. liaison. I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> Nifty. Um, yeah, and then there's the other part with the snake where he's in the jungle. He's like, hiss off. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, Roger. Oh, did he say hiss off? I thought he said. Yeah, I thought he just said I had hiss subtitles off. On. Really, really hoppity. His off, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if if it's not to your liking, it's easy to skip over the most egregious uh, Indian bits. Um, they don't really add too much, anyways. Uh, the rest of the movie is yeah. it's solid. It's it's a. Fucking, I feel like James Bond's Indian it. friends was uh, yeah. a pretty positive portrayal. Yeah, I I thought it was some mm-hmm. uh, some nice comic relief. He was also was, fucking like lean on the whole when he was dressed up. He was hella stylish. Like when he came in with that fucking like sailor fit. I'll tell you what, dude. Um, like based on the Indian people I've known in my life, they dress to the nines. Yes, like they, 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 they're on the forefront of style. I assume because they wear shit that I would never po- ever wear. Um, but could not pull I'm, off. I'm told that I am not fashionable. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, I must uh, assume that like, they must be fashionable if they are the opposite of me. That's <laughs> <laughs> how numbers work. Yeah. So if if you're in the yeah. market for for James, if you've got a James Bond kick going, you just saw No Time to Die, uh, and, you, and you got more more James Bond in you, uh, check out Octopussy. It's uh, it's certainly better than Quantum of Solace. Or uh, die another day, so yeah, um, you won't. Not the worst way to spend a couple hours. No, I was I was thoroughly entertained. I won't say throughout because there were times where it dragged and I got up to like do dishes or something like that within the background. But uh, you know, it, it does its stuff, and uh, I I appreciate the performance of of the lead in it and just the the silliness of the plot. <laughs> Uh, just the visual of James Bond dressed as a clown defusing a nuclear bomb in the middle of a, a West German Air Force base. Choice. Like, what else could you want out of a movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. It's too good. All right, so that was Octopussy. I love it. Uh, yep. Join us next week for Dune, the new Dune. We will compare it to the old Dune and 
I'm going to try to go see it in IMAX. I heard that is, it's a good movie to see in IMAX. I'm going to see it on my couch on HBO Max. <laughs> oh, is it on HBO yeah. Max? I know. All of a sudden, that movie ticket looks a lot more <laughs> fucking chunky. <laughs> Oh, I did. Yeah, I want to go see this. I'll, I'll, we'll I mean, give you both. It could be fucking worlds, amazing. Yeah. Like I remember, I watched Spider Verse in 3D, and I can't do that ever again. Yeah, I just heard they did a lot of stuff with IMAX cameras for this one, um, so I, I want to check it out. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm sure this is a movie that's really kind of like marketing itself on its cinematography. So I'm yeah. sure there will be. Uh, neat things to it but after watching enough movies in dolby and imax i'm content with watching things on my couch on my tv <laughs> um so we'll we'll have that review for you uh stream uh saturdays 8 p.m eastern time We've got a weird glitch with back for blood where it's not letting me sign in so i'm going to look into some solutions for that that is and in fact can... wonky if I can crack that, then we can do some more Back for Blood. If not, we'll we'll figure something else out. Peter floated some spoopy themed card battler that seems on brand for us. So uh, it might be that. <laughs> it might be Back for Blood. Might be a combination of the two. So tune in uh, Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturn uh, Saturday, not Saturn Day, even though that is how the the, the day was named. After yep. Saturn, the Roman god of something or another. The god of Sat. Was Saturn Sat. war? Sa- no, Saturn. He was like Minerva, basically, right? Or is that Jupiter? No, Saturn Saturn was like the big... That was Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter was Saturn Zeus. was the... Uh, Jupiter's dad, I think. Um, so Saturnalia was the big event. He is equated with the Greek adri- agricultural deity Cronus. Yes, he was. Yeah, I know Saturn was like, I thought Saturn was like their Jesus equivalent because that's how Christmas ended up on the 25th when Constantine became yeah. emperor of Rome. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, we already have this holiday celebrating basically our version of jesus so we'll just we'll just throw it here roll it all in um all right so uh anyway that's that's our stream saturnstuds.com uh we'll have a link to that if you don't want to type in the url you can also find other goodies like archived episodes and uh bios and links to our youtube channel where stream archive footage goes to live in perpetuity and until next time be well stay safe and party like it's 1995 peace bye bye